0: Time for the Image Doctors Photography Podcast. I'm Jason Odell. And I'm Rick Walker. And happy New Year to you, Rick, and to all our listeners. Yep. It's another one. (laughs) 23. Hard to believe. I was thinking this morning. I was like, you realize it's almost been a quarter of the way into this century now? (laughs) It's kind of that's that's bizarre. That's kind of painful if you really want to think about it. But uh there we are. Um and uh yeah, it just keeps marching along. Time time stops for no one, unless you're like in the movies or Marvel or whatever. Dr. Yeah, Heard and
1: maybe. it's funny. The other day, I you know this will get into some of our New Year's goals or resolutions or whatever you want to call them. But I was cleaning out stuff, and I ran onto this old Sony that I still have. It's when they first started mirrorless, and um, kind of you know and, and it was from about 10 years ago and in some respects i was kind of surprised at how modern it actually was but it, it is remarkable though how much has changed in 20 years if you go back another 10 years mm-hmm. just with a whole digital thing mm-hmm. really a lot has happened Awful yeah, lot has happened it, there's a lot of good stuff out there
0: it's interesting because it doesn't seem we're not You know, when we started this podcast, which was what, 2005 when we originally, Mm -hmm. the, we were in the middle of this exponential growth curve. I mean, it seemed like every year there was more pixels, higher ISO, whatever, you know, new cameras. Mm -hmm. and, And that's really slowed down. I mean, there's new cameras, but the, the, the technology improvements have been on the software side rather than necessarily the hardware side, right? i mean a lot more at least and and so there's a lot there and we just don't even you might not even think about it so much um you don't see it as often but um this week um you know it's good to be back we had a nice little extra week off i hope everybody out there enjoyed their holidays i mean i think we did (laughs) so it's all good um but we wanted to talk about not necessarily new year's resolutions although you can call it that but we we had the suggestion of of talking about new year's resolutions or as we're going to call it, some goals for the coming year. It's nice okay. to have some things to set out and, and have goals for, for the year. Um, you don't have to necessarily uh, accomplish them, but it's nice to have at least a few things if you can mm-hmm. articulate things on paper. So, um, And if you make a little progress on them, that's goodness. It, it is. So the first one that I'm going to bring up is one that you've already alluded to, and it's something that we both came up with sort of independently <laughs> of each other and that's kind of going through and doing a inventory and cleaning out old gear in one way or another. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could be cameras. It could be lenses. It could be filters. Heck, I got a stack of um, perfectly good, but um, you know, memory cards that I don't need anymore. Uh, XQD cards, you know, as I migrated to newer CF express cards, um, I've got a tripod that I don't really use anymore. And i just like, Hey, wait, you know, maybe I, if you haven't used it in that long, maybe you are it's one of yeah. two things, right? I mean, you can go going through your gear as a process or your, your stuff. It could be accessories, lenses, whatever, but it, it, it can do one of two things. You could say, I don't need this anymore. And maybe I'll trade it in or sell it or whatever. Or you could say, you know, what? I haven't really used this. I forgot all about this particular thing. And, I'm going to make my goal to get out and use some piece of equipment mm-hmm. or, or accessory or filter that you haven't used in forever. Mm-hmm. So I think it's valid both directions. I think what I really want is
1: the magic wand that I can wave over things and then have them disappear and then have money show up in my bank account. That's
0: a good trick. That's a good trick. I haven't I
1: like found it. that magic wand.
0: No. and But, I mean, there's, there's things. And one of the things we talked about, a long time ago was using if you've got a database catalog program it could be lightroom it could be something else mm-hmm. where you can go through your entire image catalog and and um, filter on um exif data like lens type that you use you know mm-hmm. the, the lens itself and go back and just see what you're actually using and you know if it's been 10 years since you last shot your you know f- fancy 85 millimeter, whatever 200 millimeter, F4 or something, or whatever it might have been. Maybe that would be a good candidate for, um, for uh, to to sell or trade or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, sentimental value, notwithstanding, of course, right?
1: That overrides other things. I, I think you know, one of the issues I have too is especially during that period where things were changing so rapidly um there were all sorts of little accessories that were created that seemed Mm -hmm. like great ideas at the time Mm -hmm. but man i just didn't really use them and they're not big they're not super expensive but i would sure like to be done with them (laughs) i just need to get rid of some of those too lenses and cameras are easier
0: consider camera bags we all have too many of them but you you could probably pare it down to the ones that you use most frequently And you can always make a case for one off. Oh, but I might need, well, it's true. So, Mm -hmm. but, but I mean, for me, like with bags, I have one or two good backpacks and that I use depending on the size, you know, one medium and one small shoulder bag and then or one or, you know, a shoulder bag or two and then one good roller bag that you can use when you're on a plane and you need to pack Mm -hmm. a fair number of stuff and you don't want to have it on your back. Um, that's still a lot of bags, but you can pare down from there. I no longer need the giant, you know, eighty liter backpack that holds everything in it. It's just no, not a, It's just not a this need. This never need. really worked, my opinion. No, and they were tempting because you could put everything in it. I had some
1: Low Pro monstrosity mm-hmm. at one point. This was a long time ago, and it was just ginormous. And at one point, I thought that was the right solution because I could stick in. You know something like a 500 f4 or whatever mm-hmm. along with other stuff but then you actually try using it out in the field and oh my god
0: you now, barely move those large bags are best for transporting a lot of stuff and that's why i i like to i have moved over to the roller bag option for mm-hmm. that unless you absolutely you don't want to be hiking with 50 pounds of gear anyway god I just, no. just really don't but those are those are things to to think about too um and a, and a, an ancillary or tangentially related thing, this time of year when it is kind of gloomy out or whatever, it's not the best time to shoot necessarily. It's not a bad time uh, to go through your existing catalog and maybe purge out those redundant images or the non keepers and just slim down your catalog. <laughs> and there's ways to do that too. Um, you know, you might go on a trip, you might take 3,000 pictures, but how many are the ones you really need to keep in your catalog? Right. um you, you don't have i'm not saying delete the, right you don't have to necessarily delete them but you could Um mm-hmm. and, you know, and i've i've done that too you know because most of the time you know even when we're traveling over the course of a week i don't need all three thousand photos i come home with no <laughs> especially not if it's a wildlife kind of shoot you can yeah. really pare things like that down so that's that's stuff that you can consider this time of year what else do you have rick well just a simple one and it's it's not like I don't do this at times, but I
1: would like to do a little bit more of it. Um, it's just very pared down shooting. And so this is the opposite of needing the huge, you know, 40 pound low probe backpack. And I'm talking weight without anything in it. This is the idea of, you know, going out with camera and maybe one lens, you know, a prime. I, I like doing that. It's fun on occasion. And, I definitely want to continue more of that. And and somewhat related to that is, you know, I've talked multiple times about enjoying shooting in a more photojournalistic style. Uh-huh. And those two things can go together very well. And so that's when I'm going to try to step up a little bit. You know, it's a little bit like when we shot the pride parade last year, Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And I was looking at the gallery I have from that. And you know, lots of colorful, high-energy photos. And it was just fun to do.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I'd like to do more of that. Yeah, and that kind of dovetails with some of the stuff that that I I was thinking about. Where am I? Where are my weaknesses in terms of? I mean, you know, this old saying of you can be a jack of all trades, but a master mm-hmm. of none, right? That's a mm-hmm. saying I always come back to. But I like to try different things. And the two areas that I haven't done a lot of um and this kind of goes within in with your single lens uh you know single focal length even Mm shooting i haven't done a lot of street photography um just haven't and where we live isn't exactly optimized for that but it's something to try or maybe go to denver or something like that and and also try to explore getting more shots of people because i really really struggle with getting shots of people Mm -hmm. candidly or otherwise Mm -hmm. um and it's just you know i can be an outgoing person but when it comes to like asking someone for a photo it's hard for me to to get into that mood you know even when we went to the the christmas market <laughs> i found myself not doing that i found myself yeah. treating it as a landscape rather than as there was still
1: life photography
0: yeah yeah exactly
1: that's what i just inadvertently did when we were there and and again that that's one of the reasons i thought about you know the more photojournalistic stuff is it is fun and, and you come away with incredibly different photographs mm-hmm. i'm a little bit hesitant to Publish those online at times so i typically don't but they're fun to do
0: right well and i was thinking like last year i purchased the um little 40 millimeter f2 lens for my nikon Mm -hmm. system and that's a small fast prime it's a nice little lens and i know Mm -hmm. you've used it in the past as well Mm -hmm. and uh forcing myself to go out and use it and and that's one way to do it it's a good focal length for street photography um not too wide, but not too tight, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm just thinking about those ideas. Yeah. Another one that that Mm -hmm. I don't do enough of (laughs) because I end up staying inside is to get out a little bit and do some wintertime shooting when there's snow. Right. And I just don't do that much. I'm looking at my window. There's a little bit of snow in the yard still from our most recent uh, uh, influx of moisture. But uh, there's some stuff that I want to get. I want to get up into the Aspen's maybe and get some stuff where there's snow on the ground and do that. It's a little harder in Colorado than you might think though. It's yeah. surprisingly difficult. Yeah, the problem is that
1: places that you would want to go to are a little bit far away, especially if their weather isn't great. Yeah. You know, if it's just snowed right. overnight, which is what you want. But then you have potentially treacherous, treacherous driving to to get there. Even yeah. going cross town at times right right after a snowfall isn't
0: necessarily the the brightest thing in the world no and and it just makes those those the distances around here out west in general are not that close to begin with um, right you know you're talking a minimum for us of an hour drive to get up anywhere near stuff and then you got to find a place where you can actually go and shoot cuz side of the road doesn't always work and then the other challenge that we often end up with here is um we mentioned before but it's It's the lack of um, clouds most of the time. Right. You know, it'll be there completely overcast because we have a storm coming through or it's bluebird skies and bright, harsh sun with no, you know, no golden hour or whatever. So so it's a challenge, but I have some ideas for stuff that I want to do. I do think, though, that and we've talked about this before.
1: Both of us are a little bit jaded when it comes to things in the local area. And there are some fabulous city parks. And I'm not talking about the obvious one of Garden of the Gods, I'm talking about the less obvious ones mm-hmm. Ute Valley Park, Palmer Park, fantastic locations, hoodoos, interesting geology. Um, it's just the shots have to be a little bit smaller scale. They're not the grand landscapes, mm-hmm. they're smaller, but I think they're interesting things, interesting colors, patterns. All those kinds of things. And those can work well in the winter. I, I would agree. So maybe that's an option for us to go out
0: and yeah. do some field. Work I think we or should like that. We should just plan on doing it. I've got some ideas. Okay. And that kind of goes in with something you were mentioning to me, right? Which is one on your list of of goals. Yeah. Just when I was looking at this last
1: year, it was just a little bit light on landscape stuff, which I really enjoy. And what I mean by that is Not the landscapes that you shoot in the middle of the day, like snapshots and stuff, but, you know, the more serious stuff where you're out there when the light is really interesting, which usually means some God awful hour and, you know, a little bit more remote location and stuff like that. That's just fun. It is. And I I certainly got a chance to do some of that
0: last this last year. Well, and that's, I would always like more. Yeah. And, and, you know my my go to place for landscape you know to get that out of my system is usually going to the badlands mm-hmm. but i didn't go last year due to some reasons so um you know i hope to get back out there and and, and do that again yeah ironically i was there this last <laughs> yeah. year go figure you know and it, it was fun it always it is. is um one more on my list um and this is just tinkering around with stuff but we both recently got our uh, infrared cameras reconverted uh, to what's called full spectrum and that uh, allows you to do multiple uh, a variety of cutoff wavelength frequencies cu- cutoff wavelengths um, and each one produces a different kind of look so you can have what we used to have which was, very muted color, 720 nanometer infrared, which we both like. Um, yeah, it's good for monochrome. And I expect to continue. It's it's a nice look doing things with that. Um, band. But if you if you go down as you as you go lower into the in the wavelength, you're getting more into the visible spectrum. So you're adding a little visible light. So with the with the universal or the the uh, not universal, but with the um, full spectrum conversion, um, you can just use different filters uh, to have different conversions in your camera and it wasn't really something that either of us wanted to mess with until very recently um and that was um if you're gonna have a if you're the drawback of a of a full spectrum conversion is that you can't just use it as a camera without a filter you have to put some kind of filter on it and when you start talking about large filters like 82 millimeter thread filters which was one of our grievances (laughs) a couple weeks ago Um, you have to get a different filter for each wavelength and then if you've got lenses that have different sizes you run into the challenges of having to deal with step rings or whatever and it's kind of a nightmare Um, not something that either one of us really wanted to mess with but then uh, this past year or so um Kalari Vision started producing uh, clip-in filters that go in the lens mount itself, meaning that now you can put a filter in, you can use any lens you want, the filter is rear-mounted. And that's a game-changer in terms of being able to explore infrared. So I've been doing infrared for over over a decade uh, at this point, um, or about a decade, but there's some filter options that I haven't really messed with because it's always been one or the other. So I'm looking forward to trying some of those, those other flavors. And and we've got our infrared workshop in Tucson
1: in February, which will be a lot of fun. And we're also going to roll out some revised processing techniques that both of us have found Mm -hmm. to be really helpful. So it's almost like there's this convergence of, you know, the full spectrum clip and filters and then this revised post-processing stuff. When you put them all together, it's really fun, mm-hmm. and it's it's so much easier and quicker. So, yeah, I, I've had fun with them so far. They work really well. I would definitely recommend them. Um, we're both using them in uh, converted Nikon Z6 cameras, and it, it's just a pleasure, and it, and it's fun to be able to change out the look so easily.
0: Yeah, it really is, and that's that's something that I I've still like seven twenty. Nanometers, to be honest but Mm -hmm. the others are fun too well and it's the ultimate solution for people like me who can never quite make up their mind of which conversion to get right Uh, but but uh, you know that's a that's a different story but i look forward to this year of getting more getting back into more infrared shooting i it's not that i don't do it but i think with this stuff it's kind of revitalized my interest in getting out there more with Mm -hmm. it to include even workshops like what we're doing, yeah. So that's that's cool, and I, and I'm gonna dovetail that in and try to get some infrared shots of people. I've, I've that's something I haven't done a whole lot of. Yeah, I've done that a little bit with photos of my wife
1: and and using those clipping filters, and specifically, I tried the 550 nanometer band, and and they've got Clary's got an interesting one they call IR chrome light, which mimics the very old aerochrome look with mm-hmm. red vegetation and stuff like that. Kind of a So I tried both look. of those and I said, hmm, I don't well, think I'll show her right. these shots. I, I think it has to
0: go with, <laughs> I think I think there's some things that lend itself. You have to have the right person with the right frame of mind, but I think also, and this is what's hard just playing around with it in the house, mm-hmm. is that the infrared shots really, really shine when you have the right setting Mm -hmm. and i think a person in a landscape with infrared where there may be clouds or other elements that really bring out the infrared more than just a straight portrait um i don't know that's just to me um, yeah Uh,
1: and i'm sure that i could improve them with more work they these were outdoor portraits um and 550 was better than the aerochrome one as i recall um but they they just kind of had a weird spooky look that wasn't my favorite it was okay you get the porcelain skin thing going and yeah there's coolness with it
0: i mean it just depends um so uh anything else that we forget Mm. i mean i'm looking forward to this year i've got a whole bunch of trips coming up where i'm going to get out and meet clients i'm excited um I'm I'm very excited. We're, we're you know, we're both going down to San Diego in a couple of weeks and I'm mm-hmm. clients be there fun. to do some wildlife photography. I've definitely got more wildlife photography on my docket this year, partly because since buying the the Z nine last year, it's been, you know, a game changer for for wildlife photography for me. And and as you know, with the, mm-hmm. the stuff we've talked about ad nauseum. So won't go into that too much. But um uh, looking forward to stuff. Um looking forward to the infrared workshop and uh you know just getting out there i think things are finally starting to get to that point where we can do that more reliably getting back to normal has taken a while well yeah it it just depends on your definition of normal (laughs) your mileage may vary yep i think some people probably think we were already there but you know it's it's just whatever but it's good stuff so um I think that's about it. Of course, we welcome our listener, uh, either emails or messages or posts on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash image doctors. And in fact, we've got an email. We just didn't have time to cover it this week. We'll probably talk about it next week. So um, we've got a topic suggestion that's, uh, it's always better when the topic suggestions come from our listeners. So if you've got, we really prefer it. Uh, please please do send it to us because it's, um, it's good to hear what everybody else is thinking out there. So um, anything else you want to add, Rick? No, I think that's pretty good. Okay, well, until next time. I didn't want to have
1: too many goals.
0: No, no, no you got be too many, There's no chance that you'll achieve them. All right, well, until next time, happy shooting. All right, bye-bye.